Make sure you check out our online store where we work with our graphic designer to create stunning garment and product designs that feature a wide variety of aircraft types such as British fighters, World War II aircraft, American bombers, Russian fighters and much more. You can pick your favourite designs and personalise any items within our Redbubble store that range from clothing right the way through to stationery. All of our designs feature our logo so you can show your support for the channel while getting a quality product. You can head to our website aircrewinterview.tv and click store or go to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash AC interview. Thank you and enjoy. You also became an instructor on the Alpha Jet. Can you tell us yeah. about this and how it came about? When you uh, entered the Air Force, as I did after your high school degree, uh, you're supposed to uh, have different postings, and including uh, being an instructor. It's part of uh, your, your uh, job. And so after four years in the Mirage 2000D squadron, I was uh, sent to a tour, uh, which is the fighter school, basically, uh, where you learn how to fly the Alpha Jet and become a fighter pilot. That's the school where you get your wings at the end. Um, and so it was a big challenge for me because I never did this uh, job of being an instructor. So at first you have like three, four months of training to uh, learn how to teach, basically. Um, and then afterwards you, you go with uh, different students from uh, uh, that, that never flew a jet before and you have to learn uh, them how to, uh, to teach them how to uh, fly a jet. Uh, basic missions at first, of course, like aerobatics, navigation and so on. But then afterwards, you do uh, uh, two ship missions, uh, close formation, uh, fighting wing, uh, different evolutions and so on. Uh, so it's it's really interesting uh, from uh, an instructor point of view because uh, you need to go back to uh, uh, think how you were when you were in this position as a student to try and, and figure out how to uh, explain things and how to teach things so that they can understand you. Uh, because obviously, when you have four years of flying a Mirage 2000D, some things can seem obvious, which are not obvious for a student, you know. Yeah. So that's that was really an interesting part of my uh, my flying career. Mm. Yeah. And is or was the Alpha Jet uh, a good um, training aircraft to you know move on to you know the frontline fighters? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a really uh, great jet uh, because of its um, flight envelope, which is really close to a fighter jet. It's a small aircraft. Um, Two small engines, but uh, quite powerful. Um, but it's it's really maneuverable. It can take uh, almost 7.5 Gs, which is wow. not bad for a small jet. Um, and it can do every uh, kind of missions that you can do with a fighter jet. You can train it with the Alpha Jet. You know, you don't have the uh, laser pod, obviously. You don't have uh, weapons and so on. But you can you can uh, simulate a lot of things. Um, and so it was really an interesting aircraft for, for training. Uh, but it's quite old. Uh, it was built in the 70s, so it's uh, old uh, instruments, you know. Uh, so uh, I would say the airframe is still up to date to uh, compare uh, with the Rafale or the Mirage 2000. But the uh, avionics is a bit old now. So uh, it, it was a bit modernized um, a few years ago. So the, the, the version we have now in Caso in the French Air Force has a head-up display, a GPS, and an INS system. But it doesn't have screens, uh, no glass cockpit, anything. So, so it, yeah, it's a bit old now. I think now they're basically um, going to replace it with a PC-21. So for the, for the training in the French Air Force, they, they chose uh, not to go with a jet anymore, but to go with a propeller with a much more modern avionics, so PC-21. 
So did you instruct pilots or navs as well? Yeah, no, pilots and navigators. Uh, in tour, we had both. We had also, uh, when I was there, we had some uh, Singaporean navigators uh, that were going to fly the F-16 and the F-15. So we did the initial training for them before they went to uh, uh, the U.S., I think, to uh, learn the WISO role. But yeah, it was uh, nice. And we also trained uh, Belgian pilots. We had a few uh, Belgian students. So the training was done in English. And, and so it was always nice to... Uh, to uh, train those different populations because uh, you, you don't train the same a Singaporean uh, weasel than you train a French pilot, for instance. You know, it's quite different. And also the, the good point of training um, navigators is that you get to fly in the front seat, you know, because <laughs> most of the time uh, when you're an instructor, you fly in the back seat. Yes. Uh, so when we were flying with the navigator, we were happy to be uh, in the front seat again. So it was nice. So how many stages uh, were there for the pilots and navs and how long did it take them? Um, you mean in tour? Uh, focusing uh, like on, in tour? while you're instructing, how long did it? Like, yeah. Was a stage? Uh, I think in tour they would stay uh, like nine nine months overall. I think to get the wings and the different. Uh, what we teach was um, first. Obviously, you need to learn how to land the jet. So basically, the first part of the training was to uh, do uh, landing patterns and, and learn how to uh, land the jet, whatever the weather, whatever the, the wind, whatever the, the night, day, and so on. Uh, then when you know how to do that correctly, they would go on to fly aerobatics. Um, so basic aerobatics, navigations, um, instrument flight rules, and also uh, some... Uh, two ship formation flying, you know, and a little bit of four ship formation at the end, but not much, just, uh, I would say the basics of four ship formation flying. But yeah, two ship formation flying is quite a big part of the, the training because this is the uh, the basics of a fighter pilot. You, you, when you fly a fighting uh, aircraft, you, you need to be able to fly as a two ship at least because this is the minimum force you would send for an operation, for an exercise. There's always at least two aircraft. So this is the basics, yeah. And was the password quite good for their students? Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I would say yes, because when you arrive at the, this stage, when you arrive in tour, you've already done uh, more than two hours of training, and it costs a lot to uh, train a pilot. So usually if we need to fail them, we try to do it the earlier possible so that it, it's better for them and it costs less for the Air Force. So it happened in tour sometimes, obviously, uh, even in the fighter squadron, it can happen that some somebody fail the training because uh, we, not every, everybody is different. So some of us will go quickly. Some of us would make, need more time to uh, com accomplish the training. But uh, usually uh, when you're in tour, uh, the aim is to, to, to pass you. So we would do anything we can to help you. If we have to give uh, more hours to somebody because he needs a bit more time, we would do so. Um, and if it still doesn't work, yeah, what, at one point you may need to say, okay, maybe it's too much for him. He, he's reached his maximum. He cannot go further, so you have to stop him. And, and usually in this case, when somebody has to stop in uh, the, the fighter school, uh, that means we could propose him either to go to transport or helicopters or to become a navigator, depending on what is the problem. You know, if it's major safety issues flying the aircraft, maybe we would ask him if he wants to be a navigator because then he would not have to fly the aircraft anymore. He would just focus on the, on the, the systems. So, yeah. Uh, and if it's 
uh, maybe they, they don't succeed in uh, in uh, two ship flying. We could say, okay, maybe he, he can fly an aircraft, but not fly a fighter jet, so he could go uh, to fly transport. Mm-hmm. So did you enjoy your role as an instructor? Yeah, it was it was really uh, interesting. Um, it's always fun when you uh, can uh, uh, give your knowledge to somebody else and you see that uh, it, it helps him uh, succeed. And it's it's a, a different responsibility, you know. Uh, flying a fighter jet is a big responsibility, but training somebody, teaching somebody is also a, a very big responsibility uh, you have towards him. So, yeah, it was really interesting, yeah. Mm. And you also became the display pilot for the Alpha yeah. How did this come about? Yeah, <laughs> luck again, I would say. <laughs> I, was, I was really lucky because... Um, my, my father used to say, uh, always uh, aim high, and if you want something, you, you need to uh, do your best to get it, okay? Don't uh, take uh, anything for uh, uh, granted. So basically, um, the thing is, when, when I arrived in Tours, I was two ship leader at that time. So um, experienced, but not very experienced, you know? And usually they select four ship leaders, so more experienced guy to do the demo displays, whatever the, the aircraft is. Uh, so I was not supposed to do this at first. So I, I, when I arrived, I said, I'm interesting. I would like to do this. So initially, uh, they, the, the bosses, they said, no, you're not qualified enough. You cannot do that. So um, most of my friends, they, they just, you know, when, when they were told this, they'd say, okay, never mind. Uh, forget it. I didn't. I said, no, I, I think I can do it. Uh, it's only one ship. Uh, display is one aircraft. So I think even if I'm an, only a two-ship leader, it's enough, you know, I have some hours, I, I could do it. So I, I maintained my uh, candidacy, I wanted to do it. And uh, the luck was that uh, I was paired with another guy who wanted to do it as well. But uh, for a reason I don't know, uh, apparently the, the, the bosses, they didn't want him to do it. Uh, so uh, they considered my uh, my profile, which uh, they didn't at first. And, and finally, they decided that I could do it. So I was selected. I was really surprised, but happy about it, and uh, and so uh, uh, that's when I, I started the training to to become the, the display pilot, and it was, yeah, um, really a big commitment because it's not a regular way of flying the aircraft. So um, yeah, it was a great great experience. I loved it. So who creates the display routine? Uh, basically. You, you do it yourself when you when you are selected you start the training and, and as you are doing the training and you are uh, performing the new uh, uh, the, 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 the way to learn an air show flying a display at 500 feet ground and so on you learn the, the maneuvers and you try to figure out what kind of maneuver you like what kind of maneuver fits together and to, you try to set a 10 minutes display uh, but as you don't know much you need your uh, the, the, your um, senior uh, display pilot to help you because that the, in tour there were two display pilots one in the second year that was training the one in first year so mm-hmm. uh, uh, my, my uh, fellow uh, display pilot who was in the second year he helped me uh, uh, when I had an idea he would say um, yeah maybe that's a bit too difficult or maybe you should put it at the end or maybe watch out for this and so and mm-hmm. that so he helped me and basically uh, uh, as we were training together, we also did our uh, both our routine. He had his, I had mine, and, and that's how it works. And at the end of the training, uh, you had to uh, um, show your routine to the to the headquarters of the French Air Force and uh, in front of the general, and they yeah. would uh, validate validate your training. Yeah. So, what did the Alpha Jet do well uh, in the display? 
Um, well, the, the big strength, strength we had in the, uh, the display is that it's a small aircraft, so we could go on really small runways. Um, uh, and we were, it's a maneuverable aircraft, so we, were, we had a quite tight display, you know, and we could do it uh, quite close to the public. So this is interesting. Um, it, it's a standard uh, flight control system, so we had direct control of the aircraft and we could do some maneuvers that usually a fighter jet cannot do. Uh, for instance, we could do the, um, uh, it's a 90 degree, uh, yeah, 90 degrees turn and during the turn you do some rolls, okay? Ah. So it's it, it asks a lot of coordination between the, the stick, the rudder, um, and, and so on. Uh, it's a lot of positive, negative, positive Gs. Uh, and something that you cannot do with a Mirage or F-16 or whatever. So this was something quite uh, nice to see. Uh, and I would say the weaknesses is that it doesn't make a lot of noise. You know, the Alpha Jet is a, uh, has two small engines and no reheat. So basically, um, you, you, you could expect some noise when you see a display, a fighter jet display, and, and the Alpha Jet doesn't make a lot of noise. So that was a bit of a pity. Uh, but we, so we, we tried to find some ways to make noise anyway. Uh, maybe uh, doing some flyby, uh, low, low pass, you know, and, and put some uh, some power uh, just close to the public and so on. But it was, yeah, very, very nice. And the, the aim was always to uh, show the capabilities of the aircraft, of the, the, the French Air Force and the pilots, and try to um, let uh, let people know how to become a pilot. You know, it's always, you know, in terms of uh, uh, trying to get people to come and, the, and join the Air Force, in fact, at the end. Did you have a favorite maneuver to fly? Yeah, I, I uh, like probably like most uh, display pilots. The the one I liked was the low speed pass because it was the uh, the only time you could see what's happening uh, <laughs> yeah. on the ground. You know, you could see the public and so on. So it was nice because when you're flying the uh, high G's maneuvers, you don't have much uh, time to look out. You're just concentrating on what you do and, and supporting the G's. You know, so at the end of the display, when you do the low speed pass, especially the Alpha Jet, we could fly ninety knots, which is not fast when we had the flaps out, you know, so 90 knots flying uh, really slow. Uh, we could see the crowd on the ground and that was sometimes really impressive. I remember some displays where, um, for instance, there was one in Spain, it was for the uh, Red Bull Air Race, you know, so there were like 500,000 people on the on the beach and I was flying the, the pass and I could see the, the whole, whole beach of Barcelona crowded with people everywhere. It was amazing. Yeah, so that was uh, something I liked, the slow pass. So you must have got to fly the display all over Europe. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we, we did a lot of travel. Uh, uh, we went to uh, some countries I will probably uh, never go back to because uh, it was too far away, you know, eastern countries like uh, been to Serbia, uh, to um, Bulgaria, places like that. Uh, so, yeah, it was a nice chance to, to travel around Europe, see different people, different countries, um, see different type of aircraft, flying displays as well. Uh, went to uh, Great Britain a few times, so yeah, it was a great time traveling around Europe. And and you were really um, on your own, you know. You left uh, France with two aircraft, two pilots, and two uh, technicians behind you, and you would go uh, for a four days trip around Europe um, on your own. And you do your stuff, you do your display, your training, you uh, you change uh, from uh, one place to another, and then you go back to your uh, to your town in uh, in a tour. And, and usually what we do is we would debrief with the, uh, the squadron leader to, to tell him how it went, what we did, and so on. So it was a great time, yeah. Did you have a favorite air show you flew at? 
Uh, our, the Barcelona one was quite great uh, because of the, the crowd and the uh, Red Bull Air Race environment, you know. Um, I remember one in, in Belgium also, uh, Saint-Nicole, I think, was really crowded. Yeah, so always impressive when you fly in front of uh, so many people. It's, it's quite amazing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember one in, in Great Britain, I don't remember the name, but it was on the shore. And so the display was uh, on, on, the, on the coast and, and there was um, the Harrier doing a display as well. And it mm. was impressive to see how it flew uh, the display. The Harrier was really nice in, in the display. Yeah. Yeah. So how long were you uh, the display pilot for? Well, you do that for two years. Uh, the first year, it's your first year, so you're training, you're learning, uh, and it takes a lot of time to be confident in your in your display. Uh, and the second year, you're there uh, to be uh, responsible of the team and to train the new pilot. So that's what I did. Second year, I was uh, uh, training my uh, my new colleague and and uh, and preparing the, the the air shows around Europe and and preparing uh, the the job we're going to do. So, mm -hmm. so how would you sum up the Alpha Jet? Um, a very very nice aircraft to fly. Like like it's like a small bike, you know. Uh, you you fly it, you can land it everywhere you want almost. Yeah, it's precise. It flies well, but it's uh, really tiring because it, it moves all the time. You know, maybe because of the wings, uh, upper wings. Uh, so it's always unstable. Uh, that helps to be really maneuverable, but it also uh, makes you always never steady you know so it's a bit tiring so when you're an instructor in it uh, the, the the one hour mission behind a student can be really tiring at the end of the day you're, you're exhausted but it's really great um to fly uh, as a fighter jet you you, you can really uh, uh, learn the, the job uh, easily um so it's a great aircraft the only thing is unfortunately it doesn't uh, have the uh, avionics that uh, we need now so uh, and it's an old aircraft, so it's going to uh, to end his career now. But uh, I, I had a lot of fun with this aircraft. Yeah, really. Well, you certainly have had an amazing career, and I'm not jealous yeah. at all. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we got some personal questions, Matthew. If you're happy yeah. uh, to answer yeah. these. Uh, so, do you have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, I've I've rediscovered a hobby uh, that I had when I was a kid. I'm I'm uh, building um, uh, aircraft model kits again. A plastic kit, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a bit because it, it helps me to uh, keep a foot in the uh, fighter jet environment, you know, because now I'm not fighting, uh, flying fighter jets anymore. I'm building them and, uh, and I like it. It's a, it, it calms me. It's a, it's a nice hobby, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I started uh, trying to build them and I, within 10 minutes I wanted to throw the thing out the window. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it, it needs quickly. a bit of patience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. But, yeah. Uh, so, do you have a favorite aircraft you have flown? Uh, well, I, I, my, uh, I have a nice career, but I stayed in French uh, aircraft types, you know, so my, my favorite aircraft to fly was the Mirage 2000. That was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one I, I loved flying. Um, if you ask me which one I would like to fly, uh, I must say I, I flew the Rafale once or twice from the back seat, mm. and it was really uh, nice to see, really powerful, you know. But the one I would really love to fly is the uh, SU-35. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Of the uh, maneuverability it has. Uh, I find it really amazing to do uh, those kind of things with a uh, fighter jet. So, yeah, I would like to see how it's done, you know, from the cockpit. It is amazing, isn't it, when you see the displays. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But is there an aircraft from the past that's not flying anymore that you would love to fly? Mm. 
from the past. Uh, yeah, I I always loved the uh, you know World War Two uh, stories about the pilots during the uh, yeah, uh, Battle of Britain and so on. So yeah, maybe the uh, the Spitfire just to see how it feels. To but I'm 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 more of a jet pilot type of guy, you know, uh, jet jet aircraft. So yeah, let's say if I have if I have to go for an old jet. Uh, yeah, the F-14. Ah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good choice. I love the choice. F-14, yeah. F-14 is a mighty aircraft, yeah. The, 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 probably it's the, the aircraft that gave the love of flying to a lot of pilots because of Top Gun, obviously, you know. And yeah, I still found it uh, so beautiful. Yeah. It's a good-looking jet, yeah. Yeah, good-looking jet, yeah. So how many hours did you get in your career? Uh, a bit more than 3,000. But uh, I was lucky because I, I, I flew uh, propellers at the beginning of my training, and then once I had my uh, when I reached the Alpha Jet to become a fighter pilot, then I never flew propellers again. I was only flying jets, so I have uh, more than three hours, three thousand hours flying uh, only jets. So uh, yeah, that's that's really nice uh, because I, I was much more interested in jets, so I was lucky, and I have like one thousand seven hundred hours on the Mirage and 1,400 on the Alpha Jet, something like that. Not bad at all, wow. But uh, Matthew, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a privilege to talk to you. Well, it was very nice to have me on your show. Thank you very much. You do an awesome job. Cheers. Cheers.